0: welcome to the Victorian Farmers Federation podcast. My name is Tegan Buckley and in this episode I talk to VFF's Vice President Danielle Cucinata around the Making Our Farm Safer Child Safety on Farms campaign. Sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining
1: us. Thank you for having me.
0: Can we start a little bit about you? What does the day in the life look like for VFF's vice president and what's your favourite part about your role?
1: Oh, God, I day in the life of the VFF vice president can be anything and everything. So one day you could be traveling out to the lifes of Rapunyip or down to the Southwest. And the next day you're sitting in Collins Street talking to members of parliament, or maybe you're on the phone discussing things with members. I mean, there's no day is alike. And I've been doing this for 18 months now. Favorite things Oh, I've got definitely some passion projects. So things like chairing the, um, making our farming family safety campaign, Um, doing things like kids to ag program. That was another project the VFF had. I chair farming systems, which looks after biosecurity and animal welfare. There's probably no favorite thing, but I definitely have small passion projects within the organization. And you have... A girl of your own as well, and you're a a farmer? Yeah, so little three-year-old at home, Mariana, as you can imagine, some of those children projects, things like making our farm safer or the Kids Ag program, they're quite close to home. They're obviously very important to me as a mother. Uh, She'll be the third generation – sorry, I lied. She'll be the fourth generation on our farm. I am the third generation. So everything we do, just like every other farming family, is to continue the farm for the generations to come.
0: And the VFF Making Our Farms Safer project has recently launched that new campaign that you mentioned, the Child Safety on Farms. Can you tell us a little bit more about this Making Our Farm Families Safer campaign, who it is for, why this campaign is different from all the rest in this space, and maybe how can we get a copy of the new fantastic guidebook?
1: Yeah, so there are works around child safety on farm, but this is the first of its kind made by farming families for farming families. So I think that's the first time we as society, if you want to say it, have sat down with farming families, generations, we've had grandparents in the room, parents, aunties, uncles, neighbours with neighbors' kids sitting in that committee to say, what are we doing on farm? What are non-negotiables? And what do we culturally need to change to not only save the lives of children but to prevent injury and harm so other aspects of child safety and the child guidebook or handbook is something you can access online we do have copies around the state so far but you could definitely access it on the making our farms safer website online and it's a great little read I mean there is a lot of information for us it's a tool in the toolbox so it's about starting a conversation about safety on on the farm. Yes, maybe not everyone's going to read everything. It may not be applicable to everybody. However, if we can have farming families sitting down and talking about some of the processes or procedures on their farm with their children, that's the first step.
0: Oh, it's
1: such an exciting
0: and special campaign. And you're the chair of this committee. What made you really put your hand up and step onto that committee to steer the project?
1: Yeah, so obviously Ariana, uh, my daughter, is the driving force behind something that means so much to me. But that same mentality for everyone is you know, you want everyone to be able to go home safely at night. And that's irrelevant if they are a child or an adult, whoever they are, that you own the farm, don't own the farm, work on the farm. Everybody deserves the opportunity to go home safely at night. It was just one of those projects within the VFF that obviously hit close to home for myself, having my three-year-old. And it allowed me the opportunity to really explore other farming families and what are they doing and what can I learn from them? And how can I give back to not only the the VFF but Victorian farming families across the board this is my little give back
0: oh this is beautiful and what really lights you up about this project that you haven't already mentioned
1: oh what a great question um I think it's knowing, so the committee members, they have put in hours and hours and hours of reading and work and advice and conversation. And when this was completed, I just recently went to an event last week and I sat in a room full of 120, I think, women um, out in Rapunyap And I had so much positive feedback around the guidebook and that these mothers and grandmothers, they were were just so excited that there was a tool out there now that it's not to say that there aren't other tools but they were really proud of this particular guidebook and handbook and I guess that's one of those things you put all the time and effort as the committee and not just myself the entire project team and then you're not really sure if anyone's actually going to read it if they like it if they find it Controversial, you know, you do all this work and you're not entirely sure how it's going to go, but to go and sit in that room. And I was fortunate enough to sit in there with Tara, who works on our comms in the MOFS project. And to get that feedback across the board for Tara and I, it was definitely a take home that was really special. And I cannot wait to tell our committee how well received it is. So it's something we're very proud about across the whole VFF for that matter, but very much so in our committee. Oh, that's so fantastic
0: to hear that feedback. It's always great to network with other like-minded people and gain their feedback, especially on campaigns such as this. What does good safety on farms for working children really mean to you?
1: Yeah, so I guess the challenge was... The different age groups. So we really focused in on this particular handbook, that working child. So you know, that 10 to 15 age group, because they're the children who are probably actually helping out on the farm. So they might be in the dairy or they might be sitting in the packing shed assisting. So we really focused in on there. And it was about being able to guide some of the work that we know is happening, but really provide some process and procedure and some conversation. Because like myself, we all grew up on the farm and we went in and you worked, whether it's every single day or on school holidays and the weekends, um, because that was just part of the duty of growing up in a farming family. But the reality is a lot of the work that we do on farm can be quite dangerous. Culturally, things are shifting as the generations go. So as what my father was allowed to do versus what my sister and I are allowed to do now versus what Ariana is allowed to do on the farm definitely has shifted but this is all around prevention and conversation currently it's it's about making sure that farming families can have that really um, in-depth conversation around their dinner table and those children are feeling empowered too to make really safe decisions so when they are adults we're not cutting corners we're still following process and again you know the same mentality everyone will go home safely at the end of the night And that's the
0: most important thing, isn't it?
1: And how does the
0: Child Safety Steering Committee resonate with your values?
1: They are the values. They are the core. They are the heart, the soul. I mean, it was an absolute Pleasure to chair such a committee with such strong core values who really cared about such a project because they all volunteered their time. They had such strong opinions, and there were people who sat on our committee that have had a death within their community, or a child has been injured within their community, or a neighboring child. And that is a really sensitive space to navigate, and it has rocked many communities in the past. So for a lot of our committee, this was really close to home. It was very personal and they made up the heart and soul, not to mention, and I mean, I'm talking about the committee, but the MOFFS project team, uh, Richard, John, Tara, and Jennifer, what a outstanding amount of work they have done to just, to create heart and soul within it. So yeah, Everyone is well aligned. I would be very surprised to find anyone who didn't have the same core values around child safety on farm. Not to mention, I guess, essentially a big shout out to um, Dr. Warwick Teague, who works as the head of trauma for the Royal Children's Hospital. He came in so engrossed in what we wanted to do and so proud of what the VFF were doing. And he obviously sees the other side. So he sees the really traumatic side of if a child is injured and being airlifted into the Royal Children's Hospital. And to have someone like that come in and share our core values and beliefs and want to make significant change, again, you were going to find everyone with the same core values and beliefs. So it it was a very special project for everyone.
0: Yeah, that's certainly a force to be reckoned with the whole team and very excited to bring that interview with Dr Warwick Teague to the podcast very soon. Moving on, I guess, the role of the Vice President and Chair of the Making Our Farm Family Safest Steering Committee, that's a, that's a big title. You've got a lot of hats, Daniel. <laughs> How do you want to influence the safety culture for future generations of farmers?
1: Influencing change is difficult no matter the subject. Influencing cultural change is even harder. This is the start of a conversation, which I've said. We're not here to tell people what to do. Where I think a lot of that comes from within your own farming family and within your own business or organisation, wherever you are. This is about us creating tools and resources that are free to access, that are available, that promote positive conversation around taking care of everyone and really empowering those working children. So it's my responsibility as the mother, well, I mean- probably until the day, you know, my child doesn't exist. But I mean, it's she'll always be my responsibility. But there is a certain level of responsibility until she's old enough to think, obviously. But then there is a certain level of responsibility and empowerment for those children to be able to make informed decisions and have actual conversations. So like I said, The age group is that target of 10 to 15 who are saying, I really do want to help out on the farm and I want to help, you know, milk cows, or I really want to help in the packing shed and, you know, grade onions or carrots or eggs in my case, for that matter. And right now that's about having cultural conversations, which hopefully shift change probably quicker than generation after generation. Because I mean, saving any child from harm, again, no one's going to have any controversy on that particular subject, I imagine.
0: Oh, absolutely not. And there's that balance of not wanting to have parents or advisory organisations like the VFF telling parents how to parent, it's more about shifting that cultural awareness as well. And I'm really, really excited to hear what your ambition within this campaign is and also what do you hope to achieve out of all of that?
1: Yeah, like what a great question. I mean, for us, it's the intangible of the fact that I'll never actually know whether this saves a child from being injured or worse, that is something we may not be able to measure. I mean, there's data that exists and as time goes on, if those numbers get lowered, you can maybe say there'll be, there's a cultural change, but we'll never entirely know if that was because of the handbook or the MOFs team or or because simply a neighbour read something and had a conversation with a farming family. What I want to see is parents and children like myself and my daughter, being able to have a conversation around safety, but also knowing that she will help out on the farm and she will be very much engrossed in the day-to-day activities of how, in my case, an egg farm works. So not removing the actual reality that children simply do help out on the farm. They have day-to-day jobs or chores or however that is looking and that is what keeps them excited and what makes them want to be a farmer because if i didn't personally you know commit to spending every school holidays i don't know if that was by choice at the time but you know spending every school holidays out on the farm and helping grade eggs and participate in those day to day operations would i have wanted to come back to the farm i mean i'll never know so it's about making sure that We're able to have the conversation, but we're not telling parents how to do their job because the best people to, you know, raise children, look after their own children is the parents or the grandparents themselves. And again like grandparents on my committee have been some of the funniest because they're like we need to know what to do because I just I can't run as fast to chase little old Tommy anymore and you know I how do I look after little Susie who's running closer to the dam and my legs don't quite move the way they used to so it was all around those conversations not just around parenting but grandparenting of small children and I assure you my mum and dad simply do not want to be chasing my daughter around the farm because she doesn't know how to make better informed decisions and assess risks herself. So we'll always have a job as parents and grandparents, but we also want to empower our children. So I guess that is what I want to see. What I want to see is the empowerment for children to make better decisions around safety, for parents to be able to openly have conversations around safety, and for the likes of the Moss team and the Victorian Farmers Federation to pave the way for resourcing and process and procedure. And if that saves one child's life, if that saves one child from being harmed, then we've done our job.
0: Oh, that's so powerful. And I know from visiting farming families that are part of the guidebook, we've been filming and recording their sharing their stories behind the scenes. And a lot of them, the parents are Talking with their children around the purpose behind they do what they do, not just saying, no, you can't do that. I really love watching the parents explain, well, this is why we do this because of this reason and this is how we stay safe. So that conversation is so important. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. Any final
1: words you might like to leave with us before we wrap this episode up? Uh, I just want to say that you can access the resourcing through our um, Mof's team on the website. I want to say to all Victorian farming families that you can access this online. The Mof's team are available which you can access their contact details online making our farms Um and If you are listening outside of Victoria, this is still applicable to you also. So you can access it uh, if you're coming from New South Wales or Queensland or so on and so forth. So we thank everybody who has taken the time to uh, participate, to the committee, to the VFF, to the Royal Children's Hospital, to everyone who's participated in this program and to all the farming families who uh, read and who have provided us with the positive feedback. We thank you. And uh, we look forward to seeing all those children grow up on the farm and, you know, make safe decisions around working out on the farm. And thank you to everyone who's participated, essentially. Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you, Teagan. Thanks for listening to the Victorian Farmers Federation podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review or a rating. And for more information, visit the Victorian Farmers Federation website. See you in the next episode.